Praise the Lord. It's good to walk with the Lord. It's good to serve God with your pure heart. God will always talk about our heart because in the midst of our heart, that's where all issues of life is. So, serving the Lord, I urge all of us to serve him down deep from your heart. And God will reward you. Say amen. Sometimes we have, we plan we prepare and we've done everything as man can do to secure our life and secure the future. Or if there's any problem, program, you've made provision for everything. But sometimes things don't go the way we plan it to go. How many of you have seen that before? You've done everything that you could, even concerning even children. You can give your children the best training. And sometimes the father and mother say, ah, is that how I, I train my child? No. <laughs> it doesn't mean that you didn't train him. There are some who are on the street, never had anybody to train them. But you find out their life. <laughs> Is moving as if they had somebody who always sat them down to advise them. <laughs> have, you, have, 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 you, have, have you seen those things? So in all this, I want us to put our trust in God. And I'm going to give you a story from the scriptures. I have preached on it in different lines, but I'm bringing it in another line. That is John chapter 3. The first miracle of Jesus Christ. John chapter 2. Did I say 3? On the third day, a wedding took place at Canaan in Galilee. In Galilee, Jesus' mother was there. And Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, They have no more wine. He said, Dear woman, why do you involve me? I am not 
part of the wedding thing. Well, how do you involve me? <laughs> well, Mary knew the secret, and Jesus said, why do you involve me? And Mary, uh, Jesus, uh, 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 the dear woman, why do you involve me? Jesus replied, my time has not yet come. His mother said to the servant, well, I know his time has not yet come, but he couldn't choose the time. It has not got yet got time, but I'll move you to heaven where there is no time. <laughs> I'm not asking you on everything. I'm asking you to, to draw something from you. So he said, the way to bring things to pass, and he told them a secret. His mother said to the servants, now do whatever he tells you to do. Tell somebody, do whatever God tells you to do. That is the time of God. <laughs> the time of God is to obey him. If you want God to favor you, do whatever he tells you to do. If you want to see a miracle in your life, do whatsoever he tells you to do. That's why I try to spend my time telling you how to know the will of God. Well, the will of God is what God asks us to do. Isn't it? So, once you get to know it and you stand upon it, you're going to have a divine encounter and a divine miracle in your life. Then, when Jesus heard it, he has no option but to speak. Whenever people are ready to obey God, God speaks. If you want God to speak, be willing to do his will and he will never keep his will from you. Be willing to do what he asks you to do. If you are ready to do whatever God asks you to do, he will definitely speak. He said, oh, pastor, I don't know how God speaks. Look, he will make you know how he speaks. If you are yearning to do his will. Sometimes we just want to hear his will for our own selfish need. So he said, do whatsoever he said. Then Jesus then spoke and said, go and do this. Just one command. He commanded them to do something. That didn't look sensible. That, if you have to put it in your own words or in your own mind, in your own thinking, it does not correlate with this answer. The wine is finished. He didn't say water is finished. As if Jesus didn't hear what Mary said. We are not looking for water. <laughs> we are looking for wine. If somebody said the wine is finished, I say, oh, we go and fetch him water. In Ghana, it's an insult. We should open, sir. But they obeyed it. And when they obeyed it, he only commanded them the second time. First command, 
fill the pot with, uh, uh, with water. Second command, go and fetch it uh, and give it to the who? The MC. And if you were the one who went and fetched the water and the same person they asked you Jesus didn't even pray. He didn't lay his hands on the pot. He just said, go and fill the pot with water. Then the next instruction was that, go and fetch the water you put into the pot. To the MC, to taste. If you were not the one who fetched the water, you can have faith. Or, but it is you, and you knew this was water I fetched. <laughs> but that is not the situation. The situation is that obedience brings miracle. Acting upon the word of God brings miracle. There is no place in the scriptures where people obeyed God and never had a miracle. Every miracle God worked, he worked it by instruction and obedience. He told Moses, put down the rod, instruction. Moses obeyed. He knows it is a rod. It is a stick. He put the rod down. And the next thing is that his Mo- Moses is not the one who should turn the stick into a snake. It is not you who should work the miracle. It is you, it is your duty to obey as the duty of God to work the miracles. He said, you shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Your duty is to lay hands and the duty of God is to do the healing. But unfortunately, some of us want to lay hands and at the same time want to bring the healing. No wonder we fail. Read through the whole scriptures. Where miracles happen? When they go to the sea, the Red Sea, and Moses was crying. The people were crying, and Moses was crying, and Moses went to God and was crying. Moses said, hey, Moses, crying will not solve the problem. It is hearing my instruction and obeying my instruction. What do you have in your hand? He said, the stick. He said, my instruction is that straight forth that stick. To that sea. And when Moses stretched out his hand over the sea. And all that night the Lord drove the sea back with a strong east. The strong east wind and turned it into dry land. The waters were divided. It was not Moses who dried the land. Moses work is just to do what? To stretch. 
And when they stretch forth his hand, God's work is to make sure that what you cannot do, he will do it. He will not ask you to do what you don't have the ability to do. He has the ability to work miracle, but you also have the ability to obey him. And that is what he's demanding from his children. That do whatever I ask you to do, and I will fulfill what I, will ask, I said I will fulfill. Throughout the scriptures, even Jesus healing, he anoints somebody's eyes. He said, go and wash. A blind man, you spat on the ground, put the saliva with the clay in the eyes, anointed the eyes with saliva and clay. Asking a blind man to go to a river without eyes and wash. Does it make sense? You get up and said, what? I want healing and you are asking me to go. But as the man obeyed and went and washed, it is in his obedience that brought his eyesight. What I'm arriving at is that the believer number one, two to a miracle is obedient. And that is where read through scriptures almost all the miracle that happens this is the pattern. Abraham Go and sacrifice your son to me. Abraham went. He obeyed and took his son. When he got there, Abraham knows that he, God, has said, thou shalt not kill. <laughs> Especially you will defend your ground when it affects you. When it's somebody, you will find a different way of explaining that, oh, it's the will of God. But Abraham knew it. And in his mind and in his heart, he just wanted to obey God. No wonder God chose him. He knew the heart of Abraham. He said, I know Abraham will do whatever I ask him to do and teach his children to do it. No wonder he called him and made him a nation. He knew his heart condition, a heart that want to obey God. And I pray that today our prayer will be, Lord, give me a heart to obey you. I know this, what I'm preaching, you don't like it, but that is the best. Jesus asked them, everywhere, if you like, open every scripture and, and, and look at what, whoever obeyed God and God never disappointed him. No. The purpose of prophecy 
is not only when the purpose of the prophecy is not only to listen and feel very good about things. Whenever a prophetic word comes, there's also sometimes when there's condition, it means that unless you do what God asks you to do, you will not receive the result. And some people say, God has failed me. God hasn't failed you. We have failed God. One person on the side of God is the majority. Once your God is on your side, you can have a thousand around you coming against you. You know that by all means, the end result is that you'll be victorious. So pour that water. Go and give it to them. And he tasted it. And the man asked, Where did you get this wine? Normally, people give their your strength. It'll make people waste it. Then the little good ones, you give it at the end. Wine represents vitality. It represents strength. It represents revival issue. I believed that God is giving us new strength. This is somebody who is going to have a wedding. Carried, prepared. How many of you have had weddings before? Preparation. Hey. In fact, I don't know these days. In our days, you have to run those days. There were no event. Uh, you are your own event planner. You are your own. E- oh, we have to run. Sometimes you have to run. You go and get this and thank God in those days. Uh, may I use. Uh, 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 we shared the wine we used was uh, uh, soft drinks. Uh, we call it Nkulenu. I <laughs> got a barrel of water and you poured it in and I, you prepare your own, your own drink. Preparation. You pour it inside, mix it. And this day you can do that. And got a cup. At a point, I almost got getting the last two days. There were certain things. People came to tell me, oh, they said the cups that they were going to bring, the people say uh, 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 they can't give it again. I told my wife, I said, it is you I'm going to marry. It's not people I'm going to feed. Now, I've taken my heart off from whatsoever that is not too important in the marriage. The important thing is our vows that we will make and the register we sign. Look, if anything comes or nothing comes, I've, start, I've stopped bothering myself. When I took my heart off like that, there was peace. Because that is, 
sometimes what you suffer, you struggle over, it's not the, ma- the major thing. Sometimes couple will fight before they come to the altar just because of the preparation of the wedding. <laughs> I, told, I said, look, I've got my shoe. If I don't have it, I had old one there. I've got the suit. What else? I've got my mouth, which can make the vows. Then the night before we didn't have a car. We were worried. I said, you know, taxis are there. I said, we've been sitting in Trotro throughout our life till today. Wedding you, if no car comes, we'll take Trotro. If Trotro failed to take us, we'll walk. I wouldn't allow anything to take my joy from the Lord. And the moment I said that, I said, God, we leave it in your hand. A sister came that night and said, I have a car. I bought a brand new BM. And I went to talk to my husband tonight. If he agreed tomorrow morning, I will bring it. So even we having the car is based on faith. <laughs> the husband wasn't our church member. So we were leaving by faith. Early in the morning, we saw the car parked. So now you get worried about unnecessary worries. Cast all your burden upon him. These people organize their plan, their design very well. But in planning, they still got short. There were shortages. They made provisions, but the provision was not enough for everyone. Or some people, he expected, because you don't know people's stomach. You can plan for 100 people, but you don't know. Sometimes 10 people's stomach is over 500 people's stomach. I know somebody, he said, any food my hands can lift, I can eat it. So after planning, the tragedy happened. In the middle of it, the wine got finished. Tragedy hit. Everything seems all the good things you have done since you have come to a stop. You might have prepared and planned your life and COVID has come to scatter it. The wine is finished. You might be living on the savings that you put there and the savings are depleted. That is not your end. This morning, I'm encouraging you by the word of God. 
that Jesus, who has been invited into your life, do you know that you invited Jesus into your life? The moment you ask, you pray the sinner's prayer, how did you pray it? Come into what? My heart. And be my Lord and what? It means that there was a holy invitation. An invitation that you gave to Jesus. Not only to come and go. He said, when you invite me, we will come and live in you forever. So at every point, Jesus, who you invited as a Christian, is with you. But it's not enough to have Jesus being invited into you. It wasn't enough for Jesus to be at the wedding. There was a second step. Mary have to ask Jesus. Believers ought to pray. You might have the Holy Spirit, Jesus in you, but there must be a point you should ask God. Your prayer life will determine the answers. If you never ask anything, why are you as, uh, expecting answers? Mary came to Jesus and thank God, Mary went to the right person. Some of us, when we are praying, we pray to the wrong people. It's good to rush to a pastor, but the pastor is not the Jesus. It's good to run to a prophet, but the prophet is not the Jesus. Yes, I don't know how to pray, yes. That could be Mary. But your prayer must get to Jesus. If it doesn't get to Jesus, the request do not get to Jesus, through Jesus, your request might not be answered. And that is what Mary did. Today, some of us have come to a place and we feel like we have lost everything. We feel that everything has ended. We feel that I can't see my way. We feel that disgrace is coming. We feel that nothing will happen in our life. Today I'm speaking to you prophetically that there is hope. There's another word that is coming that go and fetch the water. Go and fetch the water. Out of you shall run and flow rivers of living water. There is a spirit within you. Stir up that spirit. Bring out your spirit. Some of us have stopped praying. Some are even shy of now speaking in tongues. Somebody brought a friend to church on this. Uh, my friend, the way he's very skeptic about, he said, the guy have a certain idea about tongues, so prophet, when we can, let's uh, 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 let's reduce the way we speak tongues. I said, huh? 
I said, this is, he is coming to us. We are not going to him. Once you come in our midst, this is what we do. Hey, Rabata. I said the Bible says he that speaketh in his tongue edifies himself. Why should one man come and stop a whole church from edifying himself? Kai. I said, if I get to his place, he will not stop certain things that makes his business work. Because a Christian have come there. <laughs> if he will not stop, why should the church stop? Because some people don't like certain things which Christ have commanded us. And I want us to be like Peter. Who will tell the world whether we are to obey them or to obey Christ. The only person we, the church, must obey is Christ. Christ comes first before other things follow. Any instruction that contradicts Christ's instruction, I say don't do that. If you want to be my friend, align yourself with Christ's word. Jesus himself said, when they came to him, your brothers and mother, you know, people like priding in uh, the relationship they have with somebody. They are looking for you. Maybe the person <laughs> want to know, tell you that me, I know your brother and your father. Your, 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 your brother, your sisters, and your mother. Your sister, your brothers, and your I know them. Jesus said, who is my brother? Jesus said, oh, my answer so. He looked at his disciples and said, these are my brothers. And anyone who hears my word Make sure that he obeys those words. He is my brother and he is my mother. If you want to relate to Christ, what you need to do is obey. Anytime you obey his word, it's like he's your brother. How many of you have got close, good brothers? For some of you, five of your brothers. So the man mentioned brother. The idea of a brotherhood uh, is war. But there are some brothers, they are very tied. If you attack one, you have attacked two people. Especially twins. I fought some twins before. I had a fight with one. But I ended up fighting with two. And they beat me very well. They beat me very well. It's a very true story. 
One of them, even when we came here first, I came in here to find out there were security, uh, outside security people that were taking care. When I came, the security man was one of the people that beat me. I saw Atta, and he was there, and he didn't know I was the one. So I said, oh, yes, I'm one of my But I, the moment I saw him, I knew he was Atta. I said, oh, Atta, how are you? He said, how do you know me? Are you prophet? They say you are a prophet, so you are, see. I said, no, 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 I know if you back or so. What do And some pastors will always tell you the people they beat. But I'm telling you those who beat me. <laughs> I'm also human. People have beat me before. Uh, hallelujah. <laughs> I, I, I have weakness and strength. And because I don't like fight. That's the few battles I fought in life. I only won one. Hallelujah. All that I'm saying is that you may come to an end of your road. Your wine is finished. People are expecting and waiting on you. Some of you have extra responsibilities. Most people are looking to you to bring help to them. But you yourself need help. When it comes to that place, don't call high blood pressure on your life. Call to Jesus. Jesus is about to change your condition. It took what is not there to bring what is there. He is the one I shall call it. He calleth things which be not as though they were. There was no drink, but he took water to turn it to drink. Look, Jesus is going to turn your life around. What you think might not be able to bring you out of your situation. It may be very little. Once is the voice of God, is the guidance of God. That small thing will lift you. And bring you to the highest point. God will restore you to the next level. The restoration is, was not a smaller one. The, it was not like even the first drink. And what God is going to do next to your life. Is that the best is yet to come. If you have been demoted and brought down. When God is going to restore you, he will take you higher than where you used to be before. And that is what Jesus came in to do. That not to put you where human strength can put you, but he will put you where God's strength can put you. And God's strength can put you on a higher level than the ma what man's strength can put you. And that is what I want you to believe now. For Jesus, Jesus is in here. To help us. I want us to stand. To call upon him. Wherever. 
whatever has happened, if you are struggling to make life, if something has hit your business, your marriage, your health, anything in your life, there shall be a restoration, a better restoration, a higher level of promotion. I want you to pray and call upon the name of Jesus. Call upon him. Like how Mary called upon him. Yes, said, oh, my time. I thought there was somebody to ask me, oh, is, is it the time for Jesus to favor me? Yes. You can employ the heavenly time. That is by obeying. In obedience. In obedience. God is going to restore some people. I feel in my spirit that God is going to restore people. I feel in my spirit that God is going to fight some great battle and warfare for people. I feel in my spirit that God is going to elevate people. I see in my spirit that, yea, in the midst of chaos, God is going to bring order. Yes, I feel in my spirit. In the midst of disappointment, God is going to put you in the right place. Don't give up. God is going to restore you. Yes, the way he restored Joseph. He brought Joseph from prison, even into the palace. The same way Jesus is going to do it for you. I want you to pray. I want you to pray. Call upon him. Cry unto him. Speak unto him. For this is the will of God for your life. That you will not lack the good wine. That you will not lack that great wine and good wine. Pray, 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 pray. Pray, pray, pray. And today you can take him and tell him that Jesus, I am ready to obey you. Whatever instruction you give me, I'm ready to take those instructions and work on it so that I will succeed in life. It is your instruction that makes me succeed. Paroka sapradu inda. Enarasta paraduski brother inda. Our gracious Father, the creator of the heavens and the earth, the whole earth and the whole world have a shortage of wine. The whole world is now in a place. What we plan before entering 2020, that is not where we are now. Oh Lord, we are saying the wine is finished. And you are asking, you did not ask any other people. It is your disciples that you ask. So the hope of the restoration of this world depends upon the obedience of your disciples. He says, go and you are commanding us to bring out, to fetch out, to enter in the spiritual realm. Lord, we have tried other realms. We have tried the political realm. We have tried the, the business realm, every realm. Lord, everything is now crumbling down. Now, you said, now go and fetch. We should go and fetch into the spiritual realm. Lord, we employ in the spiritual realm and bring out the living water. 
and we fill every pot. We fill every pot. We fill every pot. Lord, in the name of Jesus, the pot of financial life in the people, a pot of health, Lord, in the life of every member here, Lord, we feel it, oh God. We feel it, oh Lord. We feel it, oh Lord. We feel it, oh Lord. Let it be the best. Turn their life around. Cause them. In Jesus' name, amen. Bless you. We need to continue to pray and also remember to pray for this nation. We want us to remember to pray for this nation. And that peace will prevail before and after. And after, after. Never stop praying that God's angels will take control over the activities of men, especially when wicked, if wickedness begins to come into the mind of men, may the angels of God stand in. Where we don't see, where we are not strong to face, his angels should take control and do it. If there is a need to manifest themselves to them and bring fear of God, <laughs> let God do it. He has done it before and he will continue to do it. Amen. I told you that angel appeared to somebody before. Why isn't it? The man, Takradi, the man who beat uh, who, a second of uh, this man, he slapped the wife. When they slapped the woman bah, for spiritual, because she, she went for spiritual, she got spiritual healing. The angel appeared. I have come. He didn't talk home. See an angel alone. He fainted. Say, I'm Muslim, you're too known. Let's pray. That the Holy Spirit will convict people, will change the heart of men, that will cause us, especially the believer, to listen to his will and do his will. It is we doing his will on earth here that is the one that will bring his kingdom to rule and to bear on this earth. God bless you. We have come with the